John 14, beginning at verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. In verse 3 is uh, where I want to get to. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So that's reading the first three verses of John chapter 14. And if we had a little thought, if the Lord will come by, and I'm just going to tell you, I can't do a thing without the Lord helps me. I'm not one that, that uh, I don't write everything out. I do study. And I do read. I have to depend on the Lord to preach the gospel. The most eloquent of words won't help you at all if it's not backed by the Spirit and power of God. So if we had a little thought or a text, it would be when I get home. You might say, well, preacher, I'm tired of being home. I've been cooped up here for weeks, and all I've seen is me and mine, and I'm ready to get out and see the world and go out to eat and things like that's not the home that I'm talking about and that's just a temporary home my little temporary home is over in white pine but my real home is the home I want to see my real home is where I want to go when I get home I won't have to worry about corona I won't have to worry about cancer I won't have to worry about heart disease or diabetes when I get home, all former things shall pass away. Behold, all things shall become new. When I get home, I won't have to worry about arthritis. I won't have to worry about aches and pains, about whether my knees work or whether my fingers work. When I get home, I'll have a glorified body. It doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he shall appear, we shall see him as he is. And... <coughs> when I get home, this is just temporary. Did you know that? You may look at me and think, well, he's an old man. It wasn't very many days ago I remember standing just like Ethan did. And Ethan's 13, if I'm not mistaken, maybe going on 14. It wasn't very many days ago that I was Ethan's age and I was singing with my mom and dad and John and Frida and, and the Clark sisters. And it seems like that was just yesterday, and here I am. I'm old, I'm gray, my kids are grown and moved on, and God's still good. And I've still got a better place to go. I started, and I'm just going to talk for a minute. I started when I was an eight-year-old boy down on my knees, saying, Jesus, please save me. That was the first day, the first step of my journey toward home. On that day, <coughs> when the Lord saved my soul, I started a journey. I started to make my way to a better country. I was headed to an awful place. I was headed to hell where the worm dieth not and their fire is not quenched. I was headed to a place where the smoke of their torment ascended up forever, but I'm not going there anymore. I've got a better place to go. I've got a better home when this life is over. You say, well, preacher, we've been blessed down here. I agree 100%. Yes, we absolutely have. 
have. We're not in the hospital. We're not sick. We're not caring for a loved one who's clinging to life. Yes, we're blessed. We're not at the funeral home. We're not grieving the loss of a loved one. Yes, we're blessed. But things are better in a faraway country. It's that country that he went away to prepare. He said, if I go away, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. And so I'll call that place home. I'll call that place. And so we read about that good country. I don't want you to be discouraged. I don't want you to be down. And you may be the very one that I mentioned a minute ago that's clinging to life. This virus may have got a hold of you. I don't know. But I'm here to tell you today, if today is bad, there's a better day coming when the Lord's going to come back and take us home. He'll receive us unto Himself. The Ephesians chapter 5 talks about how He would receive it by the washing of the water of the Word. A bride without spot or wrinkle. Perfect in other words. This tries these things that claim to be the church and there's all of about them are not going. That's the spot and the wrinkles. Only the pure in heart shall see God. Amen. Well, preacher, I want to see Jesus. You will. He's the one that's coming to take us home. Did you know that? We read about some awful things that are going to happen when Jesus comes back. We read about men running to the rocks and the mountains and trying to hide them from the face of the one that's sitting on his throne. You know why they're trying to hide from his face? For the same reason that the children of Israel couldn't look on the face of Moses. Because just being in God's presence, his reflection, his, his, his face was so bright they couldn't stand to look on him. Well, if they couldn't stand to look on Moses just for being in the presence of the Lord, just wait till we see him come back. Men may hide from the light, but I believe his children will shout hallelujah. They'll want to run to it. They'll want to rise right up when he calls them home. That's where I'm going to have about you. I want to go home today. I've had enough of these heartaches down here. I'm going to a better country. Oh, we read about it in Revelation. How the streets are pure gold as a crystal. So clear that you can see through it. Men will kill one another for just a little bit of gold. But down there, up there, we'll think so little about it. We'll go running and shouting all over the gold of that city. The gold is insignificant. It's the Savior that lives there that I want to be with. When I get home, when I get home, there'll be no more bills to pay. Everybody's struggling right now, ain't they? Everybody's trying to put enough money together to pay the bills. A lot of people not working. A lot of people trying to put money together to pay the electric bill, pay the water bill, you name it, buy groceries. It'll all be provided when we get home. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about Appalachian Electric or Newport Utilities won't be providing the light for that city 
Jesus himself will be there. The Bible says, Revelation says, God and the Lamb shall be the light of that city. And guess what? There will be no bill. It was already paid for a long time ago on Calvary. I won't have to make a house payment. It was paid in full for me. It was free to the asking. All I had to do is the Bible said, ask and you shall receive a hold, a clear title to a mansion. And there will never be a darkness there. There will be no night because Jesus will provide the light for eternity. It talks about the 12 gates of pearl. The gates will never be closed because nobody will ever want to leave. It will be a place of joy and peace and happiness when I get home. We have good days down here, don't we? I, I was thinking before we started this this service about places I'd been with my me and mine, times good times we'd had. They'll pale in comparison to the time we have when we get home. Let me just cover this. We got a minute, don't we? <laughs> Let me just cover this. I remember growing up in church. That's a blessing. I remember the church in power. You know, you know I, I thought back to my kids and places we'd been. We went to, to Jamestown over Virginia and we went and rode the roller coasters over there. At that amusement park, we've been to Pennsylvania and saw the Amish country. Been to different places. We couldn't afford that when I was a kid. We were poor. And I thought how, when I was a boy, how I'd like to go to those places. I thought about the things I'd like to have, but we couldn't afford them. But let me tell you what we did have. We did have a church that loved one another. We did have a church that knew what the spirit of power of God was all about. We did have a church that could rise up in a shout. We had a church that offered salvation. And I'm afraid some of our churches has lost their mission. They've lost their purpose. We're to be a place where people can be saved. We're to be a soul-saving place where people can get ready to go home. I've seen people run to the altar from the time I was a boy and say, Jesus, please save me. I've seen the church rejoice when somebody come up and say, The Lord, save my soul. Oh, and I thought that was so good. I felt so good on the inside to feel God's Spirit and His power. And I treasure and cherish each one of those memories. And the Bible refers to those times as this. He'll make us to sit together in heavenly places. And if you want to know what heaven feels like, you've had just little foretaste when you can rejoice with God's people. But it also says this, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, 
neither has it entered into the hearts of man. The good things the Lord has in store for them that love Him. When I get home, if I thought rejoicing with God's people was a grand time, wait till we shout all over God's name. The psalm says, I don't know exactly how sweet heaven will be. I don't know what beauty or what glory I'll see. I just know what I'll behold, that moment divine. I only know for sure that heaven's really going to shine. Oh, what a day. I'm ready, ain't you? When we ride the cloud, I can just see it. I can see the lights shining as we go toward home. I can see a number, no make a number, strolling through the gates. Oh, we read about the prophets of old. We read about the, the disciples. We read about the apostles. And bring it up the rear. The least little thing you You've ever seen the least little Christian that's unworthy to even be called one will be this little boy that made it in by the skin of his teeth. Only by the grace of God will I get there. But I'm going, I'm going, I'm going home. Yeah, we've had some good times here. We've had some sad times too, haven't we? And I think about people that have lost loved ones in the last few weeks. The way this situation is, funeral homes are forbidden from letting you bring your friends and loved ones together. You just have to bring in, and I'm not being critical of them. I understand it's a health issue, but they only allow in just 10. And some of us, that means we can't even get our whole family in. That breaks my heart, the thought of that. Because I've got loved ones. If nature takes its course, that could very well be me and my family. And it breaks my heart for those families to have to think about that. But don't you worry. We'll get home one day after a while. Don't you, friends. If your loved one trusted in the Lord and professed salvation, I'm here to tell you today, you'll meet them again one day. Oh, we look back at the good times in this life. There's better waiting for me and you when we get home. I would not have you ignorant, brethren. Concerning them which are asleep in the Lord, for the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Can you see it? Oh, we have a lot of churches this time of year, like Sunday, had had had. had Easter Sunday services had the, had the early service and usually meet out in the graveyard. But I'm here to tell you one day after a while, the graves are going to burst open and the dead in Christ shall rise first. I've heard my dad describe it as it looked like a plowed field with the dead in Christ rise. I don't know what's in there, but I know the soul of men who have tried. Trusted the Lord are going that way, and I'm going with them. When I get home, 
those we've had to lay to rest, we'll meet them again. They won't be crippled anymore. They won't have a hard time breathing. They won't have a hard time getting air. They'll be able to run. Well, preacher, preach about my mansion. I don't care if I have to sleep on the floor. I'm going home. Where I am is irrelevant as long as Jesus is are with me. That's what makes it heaven, folks. We worry and worry and are consumed with how much we can accumulate, how much we can show off what we've got, this, that, and the other. I've got Jesus, and I want you to see him. That's all that matters in my life. If you think I'm poor, that's just fine by me. If you think that, that I'm wor uh, worth nothing, well, you'd be right. But all that I am is saved by grace through faith. I am what I am by the grace of God. What is that, preacher? I'm a sinner that was redeemed. And I'm going home when this life is over. I heard the Locust Ridge boys, and one of the boys wrote the song. Talks about Barabbas. The second verse says, I'm no different than Barabbas. I was sentenced to die. You know what? I don't care how much money you got. You'll get saved just like I did. If you go, you'll get there by grace through faith. And not of works, lest any man should boast. Do you know what works are? And I know we as missionary Baptists, People will point the finger at our denomination. And they'll say, well, you believe you can just make a trip to the altar. And that's all there is to it. No. Our denomination teaches that once you make the trip to the altar and you receive salvation, your behavior will be radically different. Your, your works will prove what you are. It'll, if you have love and compassion for your fellow man... That's a good indicator that you've been saved by grace. If you are long-suffering of others, that's a good indicator that you're saved by grace through faith. Folks, I, I appreciate it. And let me just say this. I'll be done in one second here. When they ordained me, preacher Mike Potter was the one that preached the charge to me. And you may remember him. He was a great man of God. He was one that was made fun of. Did you know that? I've heard people talk down about him, away from him. And they, they would make fun of him because when he preached, he would salivate and spit would roll down his chin. And, and he'd preach and you'd see it go out of his mouth and things like that. And people would laugh and make fun out of him. But you know what he told me to do? Preach! The word be instant in season and out of season, reprove and rebuke with all long suffering and doctrine. There's no room for me to delete to leave you with what I think or what my opinion of things. The Word of God is enough and it's sufficient to take me home and it'll get you there too. And he used to sing this song. He'd sing, I want to live there, don't you? And when the Spirit would get just right, instead of saying, I want to live there, he'd sing, I'm going to live there. And I feel the same way. I wanted to live there. That's why I asked Jesus to save me. But that I'm going to live there.
The older I get, the more I realize, the less I know. And things I used to know, I forgot. But there's one thing for sure. I know I'm going home. I know. I don't know if I'll make it to the grave. Cancer may claim me. Heart disease may call me. And they may have to bury me out here. Put the dirt over my casket. Hopefully if we can afford it a tombstone with my name on it. And if not, I'll just be in the ground. And that'll be alright because Jesus will know right where I'm at. And he'll call my name. And when he calls my name, I'll go home. Preacher, how long are you going to stay? I'm not going to leave. <laughs> we think it's bad, don't we? Oh, we've been cooped up for five, six weeks. I'm not going to leave when I go home. Why would you leave somewhere that everything's already paid for? You know what I've discovered at 3020 Oliver Street? The ceilings all needed painting. The bathroom needed the walls redone. Oh, I needed to put trim around one of the, one of the cabinets in the wall. I had to go down and tear out the walls downstairs and remodel down there. We had to paint the retainer wall. You, David, I've done it since I've been home. But when I get to my real home, I'll be at rest because everything will be perfect because Jesus himself fixed it for you and me. John said, I saw a number no man can number. I'm part of that number. We sang the song, When the Saints Go Marching In, that loved one that you laid to rest, you may get to hold their hand. Preacher, this old virus, I don't care that it won't be there. We've had, we've had to distance ourselves, haven't we? We can't hug each other's necks. We can't shake hands. We'll shout and run together. And I tell you where I want to run, I don't want to run to see my mansion. It'd be nice to see my grandpa again, but that's secondary. I want to see Jesus. I want to get right down at his feet. And I will just stay there. I just want to stay right there. You remember Mephibosheth? I like his story in the Bible. He was a, a, king's, a king's son that was disposed of and lived down there in a dry and barren land in Lodibar. But one day the new king, one day the new king, David, he said, is there any left in the house of Saul that I may show him the blessings of God? And they called for the boy Mephibosheth was laid on his feet. And David said, I'll restore everything that your father had and give it to you. And Mephibosheth had this to say in response. Just let me eat at your table continually. I just want to bow before the King of Kings throughout all eternity. A crown is irrelevant. A robe is okay, but I'm not interested in that. I just want to worship the King forever and ever and ever when I get home. we got a lot of people struggling right now. Let me give you this verse. Weeping may endure for a moment, but joy cometh in the morning. 
When we see Jesus coming in glory, when he comes from the home in the sky, then we shall meet him in that bright mansion. We'll understand it all by and by. I'm going home. Bobby Parker sings the song, Yes, I'm going home. There's nothing to hold me here. I've caught a glimpse of that heavenly land. Praise God. I'm going home. Aren't you glad that this is not all there is? Aren't you glad that Jesus has prepared a place for you and he's coming back to receive us unto himself? That where he is, that's where I want to be off now to you. That where he is, there ye shall be also. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Well, let's get this right here. Look at that scripture carefully. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He did not say he was going to give you one. He just said there was many. So just being in his presence ought to be enough for every one of us. Oh, I go away to prepare a place for you. And if I go away, I will come again. That's what he did promise. I will come again. We got people that are scared to death of a virus. They can't see, they can't touch, they can't hear, they can't taste. But folks, I've seen the Lord. I've seen him move on men and women, boys and girls. I've heard his voice in the cool of the day. I've felt his presence, felt his hand in my life. Oh, I've tasted out of his book to see that he's good. We're scared to death of something we can't put our finger on. But we've got proof that there's a living God and his son that hung on Calvary and rose again. And men don't think twice about that. There are two places men and women, boys and girls can go. You can trust Jesus and you can go home to be with him in heaven. Or you can reject him and go to hell. That's not me judging you. That's just what the Bible says. As a matter of fact, blessed are those that are asleep in the Lord. For yea, though they rest from their labors, their works do follow them. Remember the old song, What will I leave behind? I don't want to leave you. I want to take you with me. Psalms, verse 6, 23rd Psalm. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. By his goodness and by his mercy, I just want to look and see you falling along behind. And when Max Strange and Pat Cody, Tommy Cody, J.D. and Pat Strange, John and Frieda Clark glance back on their way into glory, they're going to see this little boy. 
I don't want you to go to hell. I want to take you with me to heaven. I want to take you home with me. Not just my home, your home, an eternal home for all of God's children. Let me say this, then I'm done. Well, preacher, who's going? Who lives in a home? I know over at 3020 Oliver Street, I was the daddy. My wife, Tammy, was the mother, and we had three children. We were called the strangers. Just up the road here, Ronnie's the, the father, Dawn's the mother, and they raised children in that home. They're known as the Haynes. There's only one family going home, and that's God's family. The father, the mother church, and all of her children. You can say what you want to about the church. You can say you don't need it. You can say it's no good. You can say it's full of hypocrites. But if you're going to heaven, you're going to go with the church. And that's the only way you're going to get there. If you want to go home, you can. If you want to go to heaven, you can. Shaking my hand won't get you anything. And I believe we are to support our church and pay our tithes and things of that nature. But that won't get you into heaven. Being a member of the local church won't get you into heaven. But being saved by the grace of God will guarantee you a home in heaven. And let me just say this. God's planning on you being there. Whether you go or not. Is that too, how do you know that preacher? Well in Revelations I can read where it says that every man that taketh away from his word. I can't quote it exactly, but I can look it up if you'd like for me to. Every man that taketh away from his book, his part shall be taken out of the Lamb's book of life. Now, that indicates to me that he has made a part or a place in that book for every man, woman, boy, or girl's name. And whether, names you're written, whether you're or not your name is written in there is up to you. So if you want to go home, you can. Do you? I love you. We're praying for you. Let's help each other to get through this. Until next time, God bless you.